Welcome to the Bell Ringers Teaching Podcast. Hello and welcome to Bell Ringers, a teaching podcast to activate your school day. For today's Bell Ringer, reflect on the following question. How do you motivate students? This is a great question and really the question that all teachers struggle with. And uh, I wanted to talk today a little bit about a strategy I picked up on a few years ago called gamification. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of confusion out there about that term. Some people think of it as using games in the classroom. And while that can be a piece of it, and there's definitely tools out there like Kahoot that have tried to incorporate games in in the classroom, it's really about turning your class into a video game, adding those video game features within your class. And you tell me that you remember because of course I tried this out with your class. All right, so I don't actually remember what we were learning about, okay. like the, the, the unit that we were studying, but I remember one of the first days that you introduced it, you had us all pick out a, a character name. So mine was Marvin, the paranoid android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Nice. Um, and then, I think you kind of explained it as like you do certain assignments or worksheets and you get a certain amount of experience points and at the end you could cash in your points to um, maybe get an extra credit question on the test or um, maybe get rid of two questions or two options on a multiple choice question or something like that so we were working for um, we were working to level up and get as many experience points as possible to help us in our um, final assessment. All right, that's a good memory for something that happened probably about five or yeah. six years ago. Yeah, maybe um, seven. Yes. Uh, well, it was your junior year. I can tell you that, and it was the topic was imperialism. Okay. And I'm a little sad you don't remember the whole storyline, but I I can deal with it. Oh wait, um, aliens were attacking Earth or yes. trying to was it like imperialize Earth or something like that? Exactly. Yeah, they were gonna take over, and your task was to basically prove to them that that's not a good idea. It never works out well. Hmm. Uh, yes, exactly. And I think uh, the Abazog, I think they were the alien. Right. You remember that? Mm-hmm, the Abazog. Yeah. And I totally, um, I think I just Googled like an alien name generator. And that's what I came up with. Um, okay. So anyway, so yeah, you start with a storyline. So I chose to get started with just one unit of study. And imperialism made sense to me. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, essentially, I, I had that storyline. I had you guys choose your uh, characters. And then I put you in guilds, I believe, as well. So there's the individual right. aspect, and then you are also working as a guild. And, uh, and yeah, basically, really, the assignments that I gave were very similar to any of the assignments I would have given in that same unit. Mm-hmm. But I just attached XP. I changed some verbiage around to talk about, you know, leveling up. So, right. um, and then I had, I believe I had some choice in there as well, as far as, uh, some assignments were worth more or less XP and you could kind of choose how many you wanted to move up to the next level. So there was some yeah. choice in there. I also really liked, um, I did a rating out of three stars, I believe for each of the assignments and if you only got one star, you had to redo it. And so that's like a video game element that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and school tends to be so opposite of that, right? So school tends to be, you do it, it's done. It doesn't matter really if it's good or bad. Yeah. Um, and this built in that opportunity, like in video games, and really I don't play video games, but mm-hmm. I, I do know that... Uh, students in general do and and they they find great motivation and if they lose a round they do want to go back and redo it so kind of building in those video game elements that are motivating that are mastery based Mm -hmm. and bringing them into the classroom but like I said I you know as far as the assignments go I really didn't do anything super different than I would have done I just maybe added some XP um, I did like, as you remember, there was, you could cash in certain rewards as you mm-hmm. leveled up. Um, so I just thought of different things, you know, that I could, uh, give as rewards, like one of them being, yeah, on a, on a multiple choice question, you could have reduced down to 50, 50, and then there's even some lower level ones. And I remember, you know, again, I learned a lot about this on Twitter, and people talked about, you know, just basic things that you would let students do anyway, like maybe listen to music while they're working. Right, but, yeah. But you have to get to a certain level of XP before you let them do that. Um, mm-hmm. So you just kind of brainstorm different things, different perks you can give students um, and tie that to XP. And you track that. Uh, I believe I just had a spreadsheet that I was tracking with and we would check in every now and then. Um, so that's really the basics, but I, I did hope that it was motivating. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I think it had that. I did just a, a unit with your class and then later I tried a whole semester and yes, with the U S history class. And, um, yeah, I think there are pros and cons. Because I remember I did ask your class, you know, how you felt about that unit. And some classmates kind of felt stressed about it. Because, like, while you liked it, there was a lot of, 
you know, XP, like there, there was some motivation and so there was mm-hmm. almost a stress level there yeah. of excitement, but in, in a good way. And in a, in the whole semester, when I tried to do it, I felt like it was a little bit hard to maintain the momentum and the excitement. Gotcha. But I think, you know, I would still try to work at it as best I can. Mm-hmm. And if it's something you're interested in or others are interested in, there's a couple resources I highly recommend. The first one, and this goes back to uh, my teacher nerdiness. So when I first heard about it, I was interested. I grabbed a copy of The Multiplayer Classroom, Designing Coursework as a Game by Lee Sheldon. And he's... Okay. He's a college professor, and I I really think, and actually I do believe it's gaining more popularity at the college level, Mm -hmm. because at the college level you have, you know, the professor knows everything that's going to get assigned in the semester. So it's really easy to know what everything can be worth, whereas at the high school or middle school level, you don't necessarily know everything you're going to assign. Right. Um, so anyway, it does tend to work, I think, a little bit better at the college level. But anyway, so I grabbed his book. It's on Amazon. Uh, looks like the hardcover is about $24. And I guess there's even a paperback version now. Hmm. And I think I like read it in one weekend. And then, yeah, I got super excited about it. I think I threw the unit together probably in that time. <laughs> um, so I was just really excited to take off with it. And I did, there was a coworker. I don't know, were you in chemistry then? Miss Houston did like a zombie unit with chemistry. Do you remember that or were you part of that? I, I think it was a different year. Okay, it must, okay, yeah. I think that was the year that I did the whole semester and she did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that the multiplayer classroom is a really good uh, book for that. And then the other one that I, I'm not sure if I read, but Michael Matera was someone on Twitter that I really listened to and followed his resources about gamification. And he later came out with a book, uh, which is Explore Like a Pirate. So it's uh, published by Dave Burgess Publishing and they have that whole pirate theme so in mm-hmm. the explore like a pirate the xp in explore is like you know highlighted yeah. uh-huh. um so i would well i don't think i actually read it i i did get a lot of information resources from him on twitter about it and then finally as far as resources go at the very least and i think this is something at the middle school and upper elementary uh, you could really grab onto. So if you're think if you like this idea of gamification and just want to get started, but maybe like you, you're a new teacher and you're not quite sure where to start. Yeah, uh, I would go to Classcraft, and okay. it is a free site where it basically builds in all those gamification elements for you. Um, it doesn't mm. embed it into your curriculum so much. Um, but you can adapt it and, and students basically get different kinds of characters that they get assigned and they have each of the characters have different powers and when they're put together in a group, you know, they combine powers. Um, so 
I definitely hmm. say it's more of a classroom management tool combined with gamification. Oh, interesting. And you could start there and later build in some content embedded okay. features. So, uh, yeah, so that that's a way that, you know, that's not the only answer for sure, but I do <laughs> find that gamification is has a lot of potential uh, to bring in mastery-based learning and motivate students to do their best and get work done. Yep. It sure worked for me because I think I did every single worksheet that was available. I think you did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I'd say you were already a motivated student, but right. yes, perhaps it helped you yeah, go even to a higher level of motiva- motivation. This was a an opportunity for me to get the recognition that I think I deserved right. to be such a motivational, motivated yeah. student, yeah. Yeah, well, and I will say one more thing. Like, in the semester that I did it, each week we would give a little update on gamification and I'd hand out badges, and I would mm-hmm. really try to find students that maybe weren't, super engaged academically Mm -hmm. and I would try to find things you know like a good humor badge like somebody that just was really funny in class and I would try to recognize that with a badge um so I I really do like even just the way to build up class community like someone that's not necessarily maybe going to be recognized for getting A's and everything, but I can find something that they are strong at and recognize them through this gamification setup. Right. Speaking of badges, do you remember we had a, we had something online where you could give us badges for that. Yes, yes. We had Edmodo Mm -hmm. and Edmodo is still around, but I think Google Classroom has probably gained more popularity. But Edmodo had a really awesome badging system built Mm -hmm. in. And I could, there were badges already there, but I could also build my own. And you're right, I do remember having a lot of fun uh, giving badges to students. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I think there are some LMSs out there. I want to say possibly Schoology, um, and and maybe even Edmodo still that have that great badging aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also and there's ways to create your own badges now as well at different websites. I do wish Google Classroom, which I do use the most, I wish they had that badging feature. Okay. But how do you find that, how do you try to motivate students? Well, so as a student teacher right now, it's kind of hard to um, think of something that will give students a structure that they need to get motivated in the first, um, the first run, I guess, of a unit. Like, so if I'm doing gamification, um, I'd want to do it longer than just... Uh, like a week or two and just like get students comfortable with the idea but um, so right now I've just been doing the simple things like playing a fun video that is related to the topic or even starting the class in the back of the classroom or um, doing anything really just to 
keep things fresh and so that students don't really get bored um, and so my idea is and my hope is that by starting out the unit strong I can kind of get students interested naturally and want to learn more yeah that makes I know I already mentioned Dave Burgess but he had a book teach like a pirate and what you were saying reminds me of that book because he talked a lot about hooks I do think it's a challenge now in teaching that I don't think was there as much because teachers and students are both on their phones Mm-hmm. I feel like attention spans are shorter. It's harder to pe- keep students and, and adults engaged. Mm-hmm. And so I really do think, I, I don't truly have the answer, but I do think it demands a change in how we do school to yeah. help keep students focused and motivated. And I would say from... Um one of my experiences student teaching, as much student-centered learning that we can do, I think really helps students keep that focus. Um, I assign students to do a weather report. So they would all pick a different location and learn about the climate and give like a short one minute weather report about the climate of that location and um, how that affects life there and students just really had a blast with it and I only gave them one class period to do it and they really wanted more time because some some students really wanted to make it perfect but um, from the surveys that I gave at the end a lot of them appreciated how um, they knew it didn't have to be their best work it didn't have to be perfect because I understood that it was only going to be one class period but they just really had a lot of fun doing that. And for me as a teacher, that was really good to see. And I think those types of moments are what you're looking for and ultimately why many teachers continue to teach, even though a lot of the aspects of teaching may be hard, is that little moments that where students just light up and just love what they're doing. And uh, that makes you love what you're doing too. I, exactly. And... Yeah, I, I'm with you. That student-centered pedagogy is so important. Well, from my experience teaching so far, it's a lot easier to just stand up there and talk to the kids and um, just expect them to learn and do a multiple-choice test at the end. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's what makes teaching interesting. you got to stay on your toes do different things like gamifications and try to get students involved in their own learning because they're only in your classroom for one year and so you want to try to build that foundation so that they can learn to love learning and just continue that throughout their lives yeah exactly and i think you're right it is easier to just stand and deliver expect them to listen and ace the test Mm -hmm. Um, but exactly that's we all want control and I guess to a teacher that probably feels like you have the most control in that situation right but I would I would say that the learning isn't as deep and as strong as it could be okay so 
our listener question of the week is how can you ensure your students are actively engaged rather than just absorbing information passively okay and I love that question it's a beautiful question and I think it goes to that student-centered approach as opposed to the direct instruction approach Mm -hmm. and so QR break-in Uh, comes from the book Adrenaline Rush. So not Adrenaline, but Adrenaline Rush, yes, by John Meehan. And I just finished reading this book. I loved it. It was about basically, yeah, how can you take the magic of a theme park like Disney World and bring those little moments of magic and excitement into the classroom? Or how can you take those experiences of like a tough mutter run? Like why in Mm -hmm. the world do people train and uh, get dirty and do these kinds of races? I personally do not. So I really don't (laughs) have any idea why in the world people do this. Um, But people do, they get up early, they train, they do this, they push themselves. And how can we bring that kind of motivation into the classroom? So it's a great book. And one of the things he talked about was this QR break-in. So we've probably heard of centers where, well, there's two things that come together. Centers is one where students go from one center to the next and have different activities. And I've always enjoyed giving that a try. But I will Mm -hmm. say one of the biggest problems was, okay, so you give them maybe 10 minutes at a center and there's one group that finished in five minutes and there's one group that still needs 10 more minutes. And it's like, oh, how do you manage that and give them enough time? And then the other thing that's been really fun is the breakout experience. Did you do any of these? in my classes where you're trying Uh, to break you're technically trying to break into that box and there's all those clues left around the room you're trying to solve no i don't think so well it's super fun but one of the problems with that is you know the whole class is working together and there's different clues and things around the room but not every student gets to be a part of each and every clue and so they don't they don't get all of that experience Mm -hmm. so the qr break-in brings this new approach to old school centers and kind of brings in that qr break-in element and the idea here and why i think it works for the question this week is you want kids actively engaged so let's say you're introducing the topic of who i need a topic Uh, let's say 13 colonies Mm -hmm. and instead of standing up there and lecturing about all these different colonies you can send kids off to these different stations right but they go at their own pace and uh, there's a cool theme there's lots of cool themes you can grab John Meehan himself who was an English teacher so he had like let's say they're getting background knowledge about the Great Gatsby he had that to the theme of the clue board okay so that's really fun i've seen avengers themed i've seen 
Monopoly themed. There's lots of great themes that you can add in there. And, and basically students are gaining background knowledge. They're going to different centers. They're maybe watching a YouTube video or they're watching an Edpuzzle. Uh, they're doing a Flipgrid video as as a group, so not even on their own, but a Flipgrid video altogether. Mm. Uh, they're maybe taking sketch notes. They're doing all these different stations, but they're allowed to go at their own pace. They're technology rich. The students are active. And guess what? You didn't have to stand up there and drone on for a half an hour about the 13 colonies. Okay. They were actively moving from station to station, doing exciting things. They were all surrounding the 13 colonies. And they certainly now have all the background knowledge, the graphic organizer, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's a much more actively engaged and not not absorbing information passively so right. uh, that's something that I'm really excited about and I feel like uh, there's enough it, it feels perhaps overwhelming at first but those stations there's enough structure that you can basically repeat those stations with other content mm -hmm. later on just with new YouTube videos or new websites or a new Flipgrid prompt and it, it ends up not being as much prep as you think. And that goes along with, I'm sure I've talked about the Edu Protocols uh, mm -hmm. book, same idea. Students are actively working. You don't have to be up there uh, lecturing. And, right. and it's in a, a set amount of time, you can use it over and over and they're student-centered and ready to go. Yeah, and it sounds like, at least for me teaching middle school, it would be really good because um, it takes into account the attention spans of the middle school age and keeps things fresh and moving, gets students a chance to move around and do different activities as well. Absolutely. And yeah, same thing with Edu Protocols stands here. The more you do it, the better everybody gets at it. So it doesn't mm -hmm. have to feel like, oh man, how am I going to manage them moving from station to station? They're going to get better at it. You're going to get better at it. Um, and, and they'll be learning. All right. So let's end with a funny story. I'm okay. going to let you go uh, on this one this week. All right, so mine is just really short, so you might have a chance to share your funny story as well. But mine, um, in my notes, it's called Fashion Police. So in my seventh hour class, there are two girls who sit at the front of the class. And um, this one Friday, I was wearing jeans and um, some shoes with like a really large shoe tongue, <laughs> right? So they pointed out that for the past couple Fridays when I've been wearing that outfit, like my right, my right, uh, my right leg, the jeans were tucked in to the shoot tongue and my left was not. And oh. it would alternate or <laughs> just like be, you know, like it wouldn't be the same, right? So it would, it would either be <laughs> one is tucked in and one's not. And, and finally they, pointed that out tonight I heard them whispering and chuckling and I asked them what's going on they, they just said that oh Mr. Kim every week your your jeans are tucked into one shoe but not the other and then for the past couple of weeks I've been making sure that 
my fashion is on point and they've been giving me the thumbs up at the start of every class period. Very nice. Yes. I, uh, it's crazy how much you need to be aware of your own wardrobe with teaching. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those funny things. Um, I even heard of a teacher this summer that she writes in her planner what she's going to wear (laughs) so so that and she's a specials specialist teacher right so she only sees Mm -hmm. the group like once a week so she wants to make and i'm sure it's because she's gotten these comments that she wore perhaps the same thing like three thursdays in a row right so she has now noted in her planner what she will wear each day i might start doing that just to you know make my mornings a lot easier (laughs) i know i i grew up wearing uniforms to school so i will say it is helpful to just have your Mm go-to but i did i will warn you against that a little bit too i do remember i had a teacher in high school and he must have had like i don't know for sure he had multiple pairs of these lee's khaki pants because he wore them every single day and we all noticed (laughs) and i think there was even like a spirit week skit about it where somebody made a joke about it because it was so true that he wore that those pants every single day so anyway they noticed that's one of the funny but not so funny (laughs) parts of teaching you are (laughs) under scrutiny all the time all the time yes Well, thanks for chatting with me this week about gamification, and I hope you'll think about checking out some of these resources. Uh, At the very least, I think Classcraft or a QR break-in are really good places to start small. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me join you again. All right. We'll see you next time for another episode of Bell Ringers.